Yeah, yo, yo, what's good? This is House of Barf. Uh, just currently just working on a few things. Um, stayed in the last episode. Uh, stayed up pretty late last night uh, trying to open up these platforms, uh, create accounts uh, in order for me to uh, put my RSS feed on their on their platform. And then um, it takes it takes a while. It takes, you know, it can take a while. And then they provide me with the RSS link for their platform. And then I have to put it on Spotify. So I've been working on that. Um, I currently have no idea what's going on in the market. Let's check out that RGTI uh, trade that I made yesterday. Uh, again, I could have held it all night. Um, and then um, uh, my font is so is so tiny. I hope my eyes aren't going. I told you last night I was up uh, working on my computer. My brightness button wasn't working. I figured out what it was today. Let me see. It looks like uh, Ameritrade is talking about Starbucks right now. Downside here, but uh, once again, they've really been focusing on these new uh, store uh, designs as well as continuing to try to improve their supply chain. And that's been one of the hurdles that they've seen as a great ingredient cost uh, for their products is continuing to rise. And the market's actually expecting operating expenses to increase by about 15.7% on a year-over-year basis. But we're also seeing see that increase when it comes to revenue he was talking about uh I'm, I'm just kidding but um yeah so i you know i was supposed to stay up late last night let's check out that my font is like tiny right now i'm like did i do this or are my eyes just going bad from last night because uh, the brightness was super super big i mean super bright and um how do i zoom in um and um I was up late last night looking at my computer screen trying to figure out this RSS and uh, whatnot. So let's take a look at that RGTI trade. Uh, give me just one moment. All right, I got it pulled up. So yesterday I was looking at a random company, RGTI. I think it was a quantum computing company, not too familiar. Uh, and uh, I purchased uh, it. This was probably about 3, yeah, 3.26 p.m. Eastern Standard Time yesterday. Uh, today is August 1st, uh, it's approximately 10, 13 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so uh, yesterday, uh, approximately about 3.26 p.m., purchased this random company, uh, RGTI, at about $2.47. Then at the end of the day, it was approximately about $3.51. Sold it at, uh, looks like I even got it at $2.53. Uh, no, 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 I got, no, I'm sorry. Uh, then I canceled that order and I was able to get out around 250. So I was able to make about three cents, uh, you know, per trade. It ended up being about probably about 1.2%. Uh, then I also put in another trade for JetBlue. Uh, and this is awful. Uh, let me see. Um, what is going on? Uh, it is taking a nosedive today. Um, Let's see. And this is when I uh, got to start developing an exit strategy. Um, hmm. I, you know, it's time for an exit strategy, but it's, I'm, I'm curious what I'm looking at. Uh, what I feel like I'm looking at is an inverted head and shoulders. It almost can't be any clearer. It's, it's almost as clear as day. 
the inverted head and shoulders again if you hang somebody upside down uh, their head and shoulders so uh, I have a shoulder um, wait no 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 this may not be an inverted head and shoulders this is something else It, goodness, this, uh, I kind of, I think I may have read it wrong. I think this may be a head and shoulders. I think I may have read it wrong. Uh, showing a uh, head and shoulders shows a, um, a reversal in an upward trend. And, uh, I, I think I probably read that wrong and thought I may have saw an inverted. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, this one is taking a serious dip. I thought. JetBlue would have had a possibly decent day today, but not only is it not having a decent day today, it's having a terrible day today. I'm down approximately eight percent. This is why you got to like be on top of this as soon as it happens, so you can start getting out. Uh, even with the head and shoulders, uh, mm, yeah, and those low points, uh, they keep getting lower. Um, what chart? Let me see what chart I'm looking at. I'm looking at the 20 year. It's like you can't get any, can't get any worse than that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm mistaked. Let me see. It kind of looks like, um, let me see. I'm going to look up this charting technique. Um, y'all really don't know how excited I am right now to have worked on that RSS link all night. Not even just to work on that RSS link. Uh, um, I'm going to, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to go through all 120 semi episodes and remove all the music. And when I remove all the music, um, that's when I supposedly will start being eligible for listener support. Uh, looks like I'm eligible for um, monthly subscriptions. Uh, I'm going to figure that out because I have nothing that I really want anybody to be paying for. Uh, one thing that's always bothered me in business and finance is how it goes both ways. I can't stand how we have individuals who are trying to get their self on track and they don't have, they have $1,200, period. Twelve, They have $1,200. They're trying to get themselves on track. And then I'm going to sit them down and, and, and talk about their portfolio and I'm going to charge them 1%. I'm going to charge them $12 and that's annually. Um, but immediately they're going to be like, you know, I, I don't get uh, what's what's that $12 about. Now, let's say this, for example, let's say we invest $1,200 and they lose $600. I'm still going to say you owe me that $12. And it's not so much that that shit doesn't bother me because I understand it. You know, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm, fr I'm from the I'm from the industry. I understand paying for services. Even if you get bad service, you should still pay for it. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you get a server who's just like, I had a, you know what? I had a terrible server the other day. I only want to say the name of the business because uh, I, I don't want to get myself in any trouble or anything. But gosh, that server was terrible. Uh, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I could clearly tell. You know, they were smoking and not even just, you know, weed or anything. They were smoking weed, smoking cigarettes. Uh, clothes were just all baggy. Food had a fly in it. Um, I think they had like their hat to the side. Uh, and it's not even about all that because I'm fine with that. 
Um, I never saw the guy, but at one of my companies, we had a, we had a few guys. I was a guy uh, that I think I'm, I'm not sure if my hair was long at the time or not. But they were always like, yo, did you see the guy with the tattoos and the mohawk? I never saw him. Uh, but everybody was like, yo, he's fine. So we had women coming to work with green hair and red. Now, this shit did get crazy. It got crazy at one point. Cause, uh, so, all right, real quick. This is off topic. Working for this company and um, had no dress code. So this was before remote. Uh, actually, did I work remote a little bit? I think I started working remote a little bit. I started working remote way before this whole remote thing. That's why it's so crazy to me that everybody's like, ah, oh, we don't know if we can work remotely. There's several companies that were working remotely way before this era. Um, but um, so uh, we didn't have a dress code. That was kind of like the remote work thing. It was kind of like keep everybody energized and happy. No dress code. And no dress code is awesome because you literally can save yourself Whew. Me, an hour, two hours. I mean, it could take me a while just trying to pick out what I want to wear. And I'm not fresh or anything. I told you, my nickname's Bum. But I, I do iron my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Just just few things. It's a lot easier when you can just wake up, take a shower, throw on some clothes, and go to work. Uh, so I don't know how to describe it. But the different cultures. One culture would come to work. They would have mohawks, tattoos. Uh, dye their hair green, sea, seagrass green and whatever. And that was their thing. So it was just a little bit into it when my culture, the black people, was like, you know what? They get to do their thing. Because black people were like, you know, we're going to come fresh. One thing you, I'll tell the sound, I mean, say anything about black people, man. Black people are fresh. Uh, so black people come to work fresh. You know what I'm saying? Just professional. Next thing you know. I don't know what happened. There was, I can't even lie. I seen butt cheeks, boobs. I seen lace, uh, lace stockings or whatever, fishnet stockings, whatever you call them. I was like, man, uh, <laughs> man. Sometimes I hate to sound chauvinist or whatever, but sometimes that flesh, that flesh does make a man weak. And not saying I fell into it or anything, but you just see it and you be like. Damn, goodness gracious. So then we actually got all called into a room and was like, we're not pointing anybody out, <laughs> you know, but we just want to talk about this dress code. We understand that there's not a dress code, but we're going to have to incorporate some things. If you're wearing fishnet stockings, okay, <laughs> like it's a, and I'm looking at the girl who got the fishnet stockings on like, oh man, this is going to be the last day. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, that shit was hilarious. But I forgot why I got on that point. But um, the point, uh, I, I think I was trying, I can't even remember what I was talking about. But essentially, if uh, um, even if you get bad service. Oh, oh I, again, I don't care if the server comes to me with a mohawk, tattoos on their face, piercings in their nipples. I don't care. Do what you want to do. All right. But if the service is great. That honestly makes everything fantastic. It's like, yo, you remember when we got that crazy ass waitress or waiter with the mo the lime seagrass green mohawk and the tattoos? But wasn't that service great? Like, man, I'm going back to that joint. Now you get the person like the guy I got smelled like tobacco and weed at the same damn time. Which I'm not knocking it. I know several individuals do it. Um, clothes just all falling off. Food had a fly in it. Uh, 
all he said was, I got you, which I say I got you all the time. But when he was serving, it was like, oh, I got you. I got you. And I was like, dude, there's there's like a fly in our food. Oh, oh, I got you. Bring back, you know, the food. And I was like, hey, man, I thought the, the plate looks smaller. You know, <laughs> like, did you just like, like, all right, whatever, man. Look, we're just going to pay for this and we're just going to get out of here, man. And not that he was rude or anything. It, it wasn't rude. Um, just the service wasn't good. But even I still tipped him. Um, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, who talked about my tips, who was like, yo, I just want, Chan, you're fucking cool, all right? You're cool as shit, you know what I'm saying? And you're, you're different, you come to the bar, you order different drinks, you order shots for people, you have fun, you make people laugh, you're you're a cool guy. If there's anything I can talk to you about, it's your tips. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And they're like, your tips are so strategic. Do you know how many times you come to the bar and your drink is already there before you get to the bar. And, um, you know, we fill it up even without you having to ask. And they said several other things. Um, even we may, you know, we're supposed to be doing, you know, one and a half ounces. We may throw in another half an ounce. You know, you may get two ounces or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I notice that all the time. That's why I keep coming back. And they're like, that's, that's exactly. And your tips are always 15, 20%. Always. If if you came and got a beer for four dollars, your tip is going to be. Oh no, I would never give nobody no eighty cents. No, but your tip is going to be a dollar. Yeah, that's probably what I do. If you get a, a beer for now, what happens is sometimes I'll get a beer for like two dollars. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. What's twenty percent of that? That's point twenty. Forty cents, but I wouldn't give forty cents. I'd probably give a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, they're not getting, essentially, you're not getting 100% or more. And they're like, it's okay sometimes. If you get a beer for $4, it's okay to give $4. If you get a shot for $8, it's okay to give $8. Or if you don't want to give the $8, it's okay to give 60, 70%. You don't always have to get a tab for $30, times it by 20, because we can tell that's what you're doing. Your, your tips are too accurate. They're too accurate. And as a matter of fact, we've noticed that you're typically doing about 15. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That's exactly how I tip. And what it does is it helps me out. And, and even my buddy got it. They're like, we get it. We got it. You, we, we know you. You're around the city. When you leave here, you're probably going to go to another bar. And when you go to all these bars and you've had a couple drinks and, you know, you don't feel like thinking. It's easier just to pull your calculator. We can all see you pull your, your phone out when you get your bill. We all see it. We know you, Chan. You know, you, you pull your phone out and you just type in 20% and then you tip that. And that way, when you get home, you're, you're, you're like, I'm good. You know, I hit two or three bars. You know, I probably spent this much at each bar and I tip that much. So then when you check your bank account, you're not like, oh, shit. Ugh. You know, and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's like, that's okay. We get it. But you can you can do more. You can do more. It's okay to get. So then that really changed my perspective on tipping. Um, so now I guess I'm on the other end where I feel so bad for tipping so short for so many years that now I'm trying to over tip people just to let them know that look, I'm gracious. And if you know me, I tip everyone. I tip everyone. I tip the hotel lady that cleans the room. I tip the person at Sonic. Uh, that, you know, they don't even roller skate anymore. They used to when I was younger, but that roller skates out. I tipped the person, um, uh, shit. 
I, I tipped a security guard the other day for no reason. And you know what was great, though? I noticed he took care of me. I noticed he was watching out for me. I, and I didn't even know the security guard from nothing. I walked through the door. Security guard let me in. He said, hello, man. I hope you have a great time. And I happened to have, like, a couple of fives in my pocket. And there was two security guards. And I tipped them both $5. I was like, yo, thank y'all for y'all service. Went inside. Next thing I know, they just checking on me. Yo, you good, man? I'm like, yeah, man. Was, you know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, no, we just checking on me. Yo, and, and they even stopped by. I was like, yo, we, I wanted to let you know that we really appreciate what you did when you walked in. I was like, oh, man, forget about it. You know? Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tipper. I'm a tipper. And if you're hanging out with me and I'm out of cash, I'll probably ask you for a couple dollars to hold for a couple days uh, so that I can tip somebody. So that, uh, and I'll get you back in a couple of days. Um, uh, but yes, so I understand paying for service. I know it can be very confusing. Why is it I'm trying to get my money right and this person's already taking money off the top? I'm already going backwards and I got to pay them if I lose. Yes, you do. Um, so it's not bad service if you lose. It's bad service if they're breaking breaching contracts like they're um like they're doing things like uh churning your account uh meaning trading more often so that they can get commissions um if they're not maintaining your account at all good lord this 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 stock is dropping uh jet blue uh i just lost approximately on the trade uh $700 today uh goodness um, I'm going to give this some more time. Let me see. I want to see what, uh, uh, jet blue. What's the probability? I'm sorry. I know I'm jumping around. Uh, so as far as the subscriptions, I don't think there's anything I want to charge for right now. Um, because I don't want people coming to barf feeling like they have to pay to listen to this below average, average individual. It's like, now I'm going to stop talking about that. This amazing individual uh, and feel like they're not gaining anything. And trust me, I know that there's a bunch of people you got. So you got so many different customer bases. There's, I can't remember them all. We can look it up real quick. Um, So uh, let me see if I can look it up. The different customers, um, advocates, advocates, I can't, uh, different customer. I can't remember them all. It's like four or five different, uh, different customer types. Um, let me see. Um, what are the five different, let me see. Let me, let me try this real quick. One more time. I'm gonna try to type this in real quick. What are the four? I think it's four different types of customers it's like advocates um let me see um all right so i'm just going to this quick uh four main customer types let me see um all right, just two seconds. I think uh, okay. I'm, I think LinkedIn has a quick article. Uh, okay, yeah. I think this lady knows what I'm talking about. Which this is a very basic concept. 
Um, we'll just go over it real quick. For different types of consumers and how to market to them. Julia Harrison, Creative Design Lead, 27 Articles, February 18th, 2015. When it comes to marketing, there is one aspect every business should be aware of. Not all consumers are created equal. Just like there are different types of goods, services, and products, there are different types of consumers. They have different motivations for purchasing, different modes of engaging, and different mindsets. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to read them off to you real quick. Just from her article, I'm not sure if these are the exact ones I'm looking for. Uh, one is the loyal customer, one is the discount customer, one is the impulsive customer, and the other one is a need-based consumer. Um, I'm not going to, let me see if I can just do a quick rundown. Loyal consumers are likely to comprise a small uh, segment of your consumer base. However, because of their loyalty, they are valuable to your everyday business. Discount customers, discount customers are always on the hunt for discounts. Impulsive, impulsive customers are the most difficult when it comes to maximizing market collateral. Uh, these consumers often don't shop with a specific product or service in mind, let alone brand. Uh, rather, they make uh, purchase uh, conspicuously. Sorry, let me let that. Capriciously buying with. Capriciously buy. Capriciously buying when something strikes their fancy. Okay. Uh, need-based consumers. Need-based consumers purchase to fulfill the need. Okay, so um, and this was written in 2015. I'm sure it's changed over the years. Uh, but we all know there's different types of consumers. So there's a bunch of consumers who don't mind listening to barf as long as it's uh, they're, it's not affecting their anything. It's not affecting their impulse. It's not affecting their loyalty. It's not affecting anything. Now, let's say I start putting on a subscription or whatnot. Then you'll start seeing that, okay, well, yeah, the show is nice and all, but now that he's charging 99 cents an episode or whatever, one ninety nine or two ninety nine or $25, whatever it is, all of a sudden, uh, the show's not that good. You know, you lose a bunch of individuals. Now, you may have your loyal customer base that are like, yo, I would have been paying for this years ago. That's one thing that kind of irks my nerves uh, with, uh, you hear that a lot with rich people in taxes. I would have been paying a lot more in taxes years ago. Well, if you if you consider concerned so much about paying taxes, just write a check to the. I'm pretty sure they'll accept a check. The internet, the uh, Internal Revenue Service. Let me see. I'm just going to ask real quick. I don't think my microphone's working. Can I just write a check to the IRS? According to IRS, make it payable to the United States Treasury and provide your name, address, daytime phone number, taxpayer identification number tax year and form or notice number on the front of your payment Look, they, they they didn't even say yes or no they said make it payable to the u.s state's treasury and provide your name address and all that <laughs> like if you really want to say hey you know what i want to do more you know what i'm saying i'm making these millions billions trillions whoever uh and i and i want to contribute there's nothing there's never anything stopping you. I'm not even kidding. I've probably paid the US government. I'm not even kidding. I've probably paid them out of cuz I've taken a few withdrawals and I send the feds I send them 20% out of my withdrawals. You know what I'm saying? I send the state 7% out of my withdrawals. Just out of my withdrawal. Get my withdrawal and I'm like here. And I just send them a, send them some money i do it online it's a little easier um 
You know what I'm saying? And I and I know it hurts because out of my check, it's like, damn, I was supposed to get this much, but you know, I'm. But what the reason I'm doing that is is because I want to make sure I'm giving to. I know it sounds patriotic. I'm going to make sure I'm giving to my government, making sure they're getting their money. Boom, and then I can enjoy my money. And then when the end of the year comes, I can still enjoy my money. It's not like I'm going to get this huge ass tax bill saying, "Yo, Chan, we've been seeing you take the withdrawals, but you didn't give us our cut." Essentially, I crack a little joke to my buddies. It's essentially a legal way to extort people. Wait, 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 wait. Just calm down. When we used to watch the old mafia movies from the 1930s or whatever, what do we always see? Some baker in there. Bacon is, I don't know what you call it, whatever, pastries. And somebody walks in. Mm. You want protection? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And the person says, I'm not paying you shit. You know, and then what do they do? They send a couple goons, they knock the person up a couple times, and then what happens? The person starts paying them once a week. Uh, we'll be here once a week, you know. Uh, and they what what do they offer? Protection and blah blah blah. Well, the United States doing the same thing. It's just a legal form of extortion. Same thing with the banks. A legal Ponzi scheme. It came out not too long ago that these banks didn't got no cash on hand. And these other banks, they were in debt. How the hell are you in debt? Sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. Uh, but however, let's not get into all that before I get myself in big trouble. Um, so yeah, let checking these markets. Uh, whew, JetBlue just took a break on the decline. Just took a slight break. Okay, so I have no idea what's going on in the markets. 100. I, uh, again, I told you I've been up all night working on something else. The RSS link as well as getting this platform up and going. Uh, if it does come necessary to get a 9 to 5, I will get a 9 to 5. Uh, it's not about getting a 9 to 5. What it's about is, oh, I'm talking about something else. Uh, as much as uh, then this may become conflict of interest and I may have to put House of Barf down. Um, but uh, service, yes. Um, so, yeah, on the other end, um, I do understand how important it is to pay for your services because one thing, uh, I don't know, there's this like parable that goes around. Uh, there's There was this um, young painter that came and charged somebody like they, they spent the whole day trying to paint some walls or something and they charged like, I don't know, $25. And then this older painter comes and he spends 20 minutes and he charges like $6,000. And they say, wait a minute, you were only here 25 minutes. Well, you, you get, you've heard this story before, you know what I'm saying? And the, the old painter says, you didn't pay for my 25 minutes. You paid for my 25 years of service. So that's essentially what it is, is in our industry, we have to constantly be up on top of all the rules, the regulations, the things that are going on in India, Japan, Europe. Uh, we have to be uh, concerned about... Um, just all different types of things of how to make transactions without giving uh, the person a huge tax burden and whatnot. So when you're giving, when you're paying this person, you're not paying for your personal bank account, whatever you're paying for all that. The night that that person stayed up day after day, eyes burning, looking at their screen, they can't even see shit. They're losing their sight. That's what you're paying for. That's that 1% that you're paying for. And, um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. So it's a whole lot. So I see both sides. So again, I'm not looking so much to get money from people right now. 
I do need to figure out a way to get paid. That's why I'm trying to get paid from the advertisers. If I can get paid from the sponsors, then I don't need to charge uh, the people for anything. And then when I take all the music off, then I, I walk into this new world of eligibility for listener support. So if you just want to, um, if you're just an active listener and you just want to support me, you're more than welcome to. Uh, subscriptions, I'll get to it. I got to figure out what I can offer. Um, I, I have a couple ideas. I'll have like, I'll do like maybe two, three episodes in one day. One episode I'll give out for free. Then maybe the next episode I'll give out for like 99 cents or something. Or who knows, $1.99. I'm not sure what the price is, but because I don't want to shortchange myself. That's something that I've done so much in my life is shortchange myself. Um, even with, let's say I provided some services for someone. Um, uh, I, and I'm not saying that I have, but let's say I, I would have provided some services for someone. Uh, not services, but let's just say they're like, Hey, you can you sit down and talk with me? And they're like, Hey, um, you know, do I have to pay you for this? I'm like, nah, nah, don't worry about it, man. They, you know, don't, you know, whatever it is. Like if I'm giving a haircut, fuck, I'm not trying to talk about, uh, securities or anything. Well, let's say I give a haircut to somebody and somebody's like, yo, Chan, I'm a little short. How much is a haircut? I'm like $50. They like, man, I'm a little short right now. Uh, can I get you back in that time? But fine, just give me 10 and you can roll out. You know what I'm saying? So I've been doing that for so long that now I'm like, okay, it's time. Don't shortchange yourself, you know. Uh, but also pay attention to elasticity, making sure you understand, uh, you know, the fluctuation in prices to a point. We just talked about the consumer base. There's a consumer who is um, need-based, discount-based, you know. So you got to understand elasticity, meaning what price can I push it to and get paid? And what price do I start losing customers? So the other thing is on the eligibility. Let me see something. Damn, my eligibility for uh, ads has gone down a little bit. Uh, I have to constantly keep my Spotify listeners up. Uh, and I, I told you I've been losing listeners. So my eligibility for uh, ads has dropped a little bit. But we're going to work on that. That's that's that's. We're going to fix that. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's go ahead. We can. I don't even know if it's a, if it's any point of taking a, a jet blues on the decrease again. I don't even know if it's any point of. Um, let me see why jet blues tumbling. Uh, oh, this article won't read out loud. I'll read it to you real quick. Jet JetBlue Airways stock pointed seven point cent lower earlier Tuesday after the low cost carrier unexpectedly said it doesn't expect to post a profit in the third quarter. Damn it. I told you this happens when you trade like um, the airline also cut its full year earnings guidance to between five cents and 40 cents per share from a previous range of 70 cents to one dollar per share. A slowdown in the domestic de demand also signaled by its peers this earnings season was just one of the reasons behind the cut. Okay, so that news came out and people said, fuck, I'm out of here. So I get that. But these airlines, they, they figure things out. Um, uh, let's see what other ticker symbols. Uh, so ALK dropped. That's Alaska Airlines. Let me see. I got to write some of this stuff down. Uh, was it Save? I don't even know who that is. Uh, AAL, I think that's American Airlines and Love. So these are, I think these are other airlines. Uh, we'll just take a look at them. 
see how they're performing. Maybe they came up with similar news, and uh, we may be able to get in at a good price. Uh, with this JetBlue trade, I know I know what you're saying. Hey, Chan, you say once you're down 1%, 2%, you start pulling out, and I'm down approximately 8%. Well, I said, whoa, 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 take it easy. Like, we don't have to let's, – let's just take a quick break. They said they don't plan on posting – they said they don't plan on posting a profit for the third quarter. So, yeah, third quarter is going to be like three months. But they said they're not going to post a profit. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean that they're going away, uh, that they're going to, you know, fall out of business and or anything like that. So, before developing the exit strategy, may just take it slow um, and we will work on that exit strategy. Let's, let's wait till at least 11 o'clock. Let's give this shit, uh, let's give this shit some, let, let, let the pot stir a little bit. Let it simmer a little bit. Uh, because also you gotta remember, uh, we, as I've always stated, guppies in a shark tank. Okay. So news like that comes out a bunch of Motherfuckers decide that they're going to go ahead and withdraw from JetBlue. Now, they know what's going to happen, right? So they go ahead. They put that put in. They they made, oh, that's what I should be working on. Ah, oh, that's what I should have been working on. I should have been putting in a put. Gosh, darn it. Uh, and again, these trades are simulated. Don't, you know, get too excited and be like, oh, did he make that much money? Did he lose that much money? Um. All right. Let me... um. I don't even know what the point of taking a break is anymore, but because uh, I may not be able to add music to the podcast. But let me take a quick break. Uh, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. Uh, so one thing we can do real quick uh, with, let's just take JetBlue uh, and its, and its uh, substantial decrease on the day. Um what we can do is take a look at the short interest. And I was listening to somebody the other day. I don't be knowing who I'll be listening to. Sometimes I just, you know, it's just random. And um, they were discussing how short interest can sometimes churn people off, such as myself. Uh, I look at short interest and I'm like, oh, hell nah. But what they said is sometimes you can look at short interest on a different direction in the sense of um, if there's that many people who are shorting, then they have to buy the cover. Um, gosh, darn it, JetBlue. I mean, I didn't mind it going down. I was prepared for that. But the the amount, it's just like, it was like overnight. Like, damn. And I wasn't paying attention at 930 to possibly start, you know, liquidating. Um, but let's see. So let's see the short interest. Oh, it's not even that, it's not even, it's not even that much. It's only like, it's only like 7%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, let's just take a quick look at the chart. Again, this is jet blue. It's approximately 1048 AM Eastern standard time. Okay. So there's a, there's a huge, uh, decline on it, but, uh, yeah, see, I, I, oh, goodness. 
I want to look at some different techniques, uh, charting techniques, uh, real quick. Uh, different um, technical analysis patterns. Yeah, different technical analysis patterns. Top 10 chart patterns every trader needs to know. This is IG.com. Um, okay, because I want to see. Okay, the head and shoulders I'm aware of. Uh, double top. Okay. Uh, double top, real quick. A double top is a pattern traders use to highlight trends reversals. Okay. Uh, double bottom. It's the opposite. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's what I saw. Oh, okay. So just, just as soon as I pull up this article. So I thought I saw an inverted head and shoulders. What I saw, that's, it just showed. What I saw was a double top is as this IG.com considers it. I thought it was an inverted head and shoulders. It wasn't. It was a double top. Cause I was looking, I was like, yo, this looks a little confusing. Uh, okay. And this is, okay. Double top. Okay. Let me see if you, if you draw something like upside down. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not a head and shoulders. It's called a double top. That's what I saw. Uh, the, if you look at the chart, I don't know if you, you know, if you pull it up in front of you, uh, let me see jet blue. I'm going back to the. Uh, three-year chart. What I thought would what kind of considered a inverted head and shoulders wasn't an inverted head and shoulders. It was actually what was considered a double top. Uh, that makes more sense. It kind of looks like, if I had to say, it kind of looks like a spider. That's kind of what I want to call it. I kind of want to call this the spider. Um, mm, I read that so wrong. So now uh, we got to look at the lowest peaks. I'm just going to look at the last few months of you know so in october the lowest peak was approximately 647 uh and then the lowest peak in approximately around december was 618 uh so those that dropped and then it rose a little bit uh, around may its lowest peak was around six dollars and seventy cents so we had to look and see if this possible next low will uh possibly be above six dollars and eighty cents or if it will go below six dollars and eighty cents however i don't see if i had to guess i don't see it going too far below six dollars and sixty cents now in my case that would be substantial because that would be what like a whole dollar and ten cents before we possibly see a, a possible reversal and the pattern, let me see. I don't even know if the pattern or the you know technical analysis even shows a reversal in a downward trend. Uh, could look at some more of these um, technical analysis. Rounding bottom, okay. There's the rounding bottom. Uh, uh, there's the cup and handle. Oh, I never heard of that one. Okay. Oh, oh, I see it. I see it. The cup and handle. Uh, it looks it looks like a little cup, and then it looks like a little handle, and it looks like this is an indicator. Let me see. It's a bullish indicator. Wedges. Okay, the wedges is... 
that's pretty common. Uh, JetBlue looks like a bunch of wedges. Eh, a little bit, yeah. Um, man, I guess you kind of got two. Uh, then you got the falling wedge. Okay, so you have the rising wedge and the falling wedge. So wedges, there's two wedges in there. The pennant and flags. Uh, okay, I'll take a look at that. What is that? That's that's a bullish indicator in the ascending triangle. Okay, descending triangle, symmetrical triangle. Wow. Oh, that one that that's a little tougher. Oh, okay, I see it. I see it. So these are a few technical analysis tools that you can use. Um, you know, uh, this is just on IG.com. I don't even have my book out. I would prefer to read my books and get more technical analysis on this, but I'll do research on this. Basically, what I just saw was uh, I read this incorrectly, thought it was an inverted head and shoulders. Uh, let me see. And I'm looking at the inverted head and shoulders, and um, that's not even inverted head and shoulders. This is a double bottom. Okay. Let me see what the inverted head and shoulders looks like real quick. Sometimes I just got to see it, and I'm like, okay, okay, that's what I was missing. Okay, and that's what I was missing. Okay, so it wasn't inverted head and shoulders. It was a double top, as IG considered it, because there was no shoulders. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, there's no shoulders. Now, now it's very possible if JetBlue drops down to... I hate to even say this, like 618, and then could possibly turn back around. We may have like a a, a, a possible uh, head and shoulder uh, developing. It's it's a little awkward. It's a little big. Um, starting back off into December, around December 26th. One thing that's making me a little bit confident about JetBlue is there's a lot of volume. They have, let me see, uh, and I know we're just talking about JetBlue right now. I got to figure out what's going on in the market. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely figure this all out. I'm probably going to take a quick break. Um, uh, since I hate to say this, but since I really haven't been getting along with my spouse, I haven't really been eating, uh, well, and I got to go get some lunch. I'm kind of, I'm kind of starving. Um, so their volume, JetBlue, their volume is, on average is, where's the volume? Uh, their average 10-day volume is about 16 million. Uh, the analysts do not like this. Well, it's kind of mixed a little bit. Uh, I see some people are saying just hold it long. Uh, yeah, but for the most part, they're like, get out of here. Go. Get. Just leave JetBlue alone. Um, yeah, so I read this chart wrong. And now I have to figure out how I'm going to handle this to essentially mitigate losses. Uh, that's the thing you want to do with day trading. Uh, that's what I'm working on is my day trading is how to mitigate the losses. I'm so glad to an extent that I didn't have an order type in because I would have wondered why did a third of my shares sell, which I mean, I would have got it, but I, I possibly would approach this a little bit differently. I'm trying to learn my lessons from COVID from removing order types, order types like sell limits and whatnot. Uh, so that, um, you know what I'm saying? During COVID, it, it screwed me. 
it screwed me bad. I had I was doing I was up doing just fine. Every my portfolio's fine. Had the order types in. The order types weren't even getting triggered for months at a time. You know, they're in. And maybe it was a month or two at a time. They're in. I'm good. Forget about it. And um COVID happened. And I wasn't really exactly sure what COVID was at the time. This is probably like late 2019, early 2020. Late 2019, people were getting pneumonia like crazy. Everybody was getting pneumonia. Well, actually, that's what they called it was pneumonia. But nobody actually knew what it was called. They would say, oh, you have pneumonia type A, type B, whatever. Uh, then early 2020 is when it came out. We have COVID-19 uh, and a disgusting looking virus. Uh, one of my kids just bought a ball. Uh, that looks like a, a COVID cell. Uh, I was like, oh, that's disgusting. All those little stems coming out of it. Just nasty virus. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't put my order types in on JetBlue yet. I would have woke up this morning and been like, damn it. I want to give this some time. A lot of people, uh, remember, we have to think odd lot theory. Not, you don't have to think odd lot. But typically, the smaller investor, the retail investor, and I don't know what a retail investor is by definition. Uh, let's go ahead and I'll just type it in real quick. Uh, my definition is somebody who has approximately about $300,000, $250,000 in their brokerage account and below. Uh, let me see. What is a, here, actually I got my mic. What is a retail investor? According to Investopedia, a retail investor is an individual or non-professional investor who buys and sells securities through brokerage firms or retirement accounts like 400 ones. Approximately how much money is in a retail investor's account? Okay. Yeah, they, they didn't answer that. Uh, yeah, but essentially, I'm not sure. I just kind of made that up. I don't really know. But yeah, it's a non-professional uh, investor, uh, which that's me. I'm just a retail investor. Um, mm, uh, yeah, it keeps dropping. But yeah, we're going to, um, we're going to, I'm going to figure out what's going on. Let me see what CNBC is talking about, what, what they're uh, pushing. Okay, they're on commercial. Let me see what TD Ameritrade is talking about. Okay, they're on commercial as well. Um, I want to give this JetBlue thing a chance. Um, uh, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't I, I didn't liquidate. I am going to get in a position. It's now 11 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, again, August 1st, 2023. Um, I want to give this some time. We got plenty of volume. We have seven percent uh, short interest. Even if that drops down to 3%, that's going to be 3% of people who buy. Uh, we have retail investors who are going to follow suit. For example, uh, I came in here and I saw I, I'm, I'm down 9% right now, right? Down 9%. Um, oh, this guy's talking about an iron condor real quick. Oh, okay. Um, I'm down 9%. Um, the, the average retail investor is... Uh, by theory, this is not true. It's going to do what? Oh, bad news came out. Oh, um, it's dropping substantially. 
Oh, I need to get out. Hey, did you hear about JetBlue? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Did you hear? Oh, they're dropping. Oh, yeah, they said that they weren't going to make their third quarter profit. And, yeah, I had to get out of that, man. So what are you looking at now? Uh, and, neither, and that's another thing about retail investors is they'll pull out of a stock and then put the money in cash, which is a good play. I'm not saying that that's not a good play. During COVID, if you weren't uh, sh- shorting or anything, Holding your money in cash, I thought was a fantastic play. Sometimes, if you want to put your cash in, if your money in cash for six months, I get it. That's a great play. Don't get it wrong. But for you to go ahead and get out of the, the the company that you're invested in, and then just put your money in cash, and then what's going to happen? You forget about it three, six months, six years. That money's just been sitting there, and you collected, I don't know, couple couple dollars. When easily, even if you would have left it in the JetBlue. You at least would have been investing, which I would say is possibly the most important thing is just to keep investing. Don't worry. So to counter the possible retail investors way of thinking, which is I'm getting out of JetBlue. Did you see all these people pulling out of it? I get it. Okay, Uh, but you also got to remember you got people who are. Like, oh, yeah, JetBlue got some bad news. Go ahead and uh, get a put for just for the day. Um, uh, even even we could do that real quick. Get the put. Um, and then, um, goodness, this thing is it's 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 kicking ass. We're, we're going to have to really do something soon. Um, get a put on the day, make their money, and then they're going to turn around. I'm, I'm trying to think like a shark. You know, I'm not a shark. I'm a guppy, you know, retail investor. But I'm trying to think, like, what is a, a, a shark thinking? You know, they have the media on their side. They have the, the finances on their side. Uh, they have everything on their side. What are they thinking? JetBlue. About JetBlue specifically. Uh, let me see. I want to see if there's any other news on JetBlue. Uh, it's a huge 10% loss on the day. Um, read the chart completely wrong. Excuse me. <coughs> um, largest decrease since June 2022. Mm. Damn it. I, I got myself in a in a bind. Got myself in a hole. Uh, but we have to keep our poise. And we have to figure out. Oh, thank God. It just took. Oh, no. It dropped back down. I, it, like, I'm, I'm waiting for it to take, a e- take it easy. Um, it's 11 o'clock. Typically you're going to start seeing things slow down around this time. Uh, cause everybody typically makes their major trades in the morning and major trades at the end of the day. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see people say, Oh wow. JetBlue is at $7. Um, I, I could get it at $7 and then if it drops on the six, I'll get it again. Uh, so I'm just trying to, just trying to think. Like a shark with JetBlue. Uh, again, I don't know if I stated. Um, let me just say it real quick. Uh, JetBlue was purchased. Um, I purchased around $7.23. Currently, it's at $7.04. So, down approximately about $0.20 cents, uh, on, um, you know, uh, you know, share. Um Currently, it has approximately about 14 
1.5 million trades already already now the lowest it hit today was six dollars and 98 cents and guess what damn it i didn't even see it when it did that let me see what it opened up at at some point today it hit seven dollars and 32 cents and i would have i would have took that nine cents and i would have rolled out goodness gracious Ah, see, that's why you got to pay attention. That's why you always got to be tapped in. But it's okay. Don't sweat this stuff. Um, We got so much more going on. I'm figuring out how to get this uh, podcast um, distributed on multiple platforms. Uh, Once I get multiple platforms, and I should be getting money from advertisers. Once I start getting money from advertisers, and when it starts off, it's not going to be much. It's just going to be pennies and dimes. Um, Then I'm going to have more funds. To be able to fund my portfolio so that we can do more trades. Um, Now, this type of trading is not the type of trading that I typically like to do. This is strictly content creating. My typical trades, like I want to look at Foot Locker. And I want to put Foot Locker in my portfolio long term. Like I want to buy it right now. And, oh, it's down 59 cents today. Approximately 2.2%. Okay. It was skyrocketing for a minute. Um so again, I think it's going to possibly get down below probably about twenty-four. I say somewhere between uh, the fifty-two week low of twenty-four dollars and forty-four cents, and probably about twenty-four dollars and ninety cents. And that'll probably be the point where I would like to hop in and uh, be bullish. Uh, and and I'm, I want to give it like a year. I want to see what uh, the CEO, the new CEO, can do. Supposedly, Ultra Beauty had great numbers. Uh, so let's see if they can implement the same kind of thing with Foot Locker. Foot Locker is kind of an American staple a little bit. To be honest with you, I never really shopped at Foot Locker. Um, I, there was this, there's this mall not too far from me. It's called Prince George's Plaza. And they had this Foot Locker in there. Sometimes I would just go to that Foot Locker and just like stand around and walk around. It, it had all the, they had, they, they had the, the pretty little girls in there. I was in like high school, you know, college. You know what I'm saying? They had the pretty girls in there. Uh, and I would just go in there and just like walk around, hang out, not even buy no shoes. Now, there was one time I bought a pair of shoes. They were like 30 bucks. They were this pair of shoes. They were called Diodors. I didn't even know that people liked these shoes. And I was like, oh, look, it's a pair of shoes for like $30. They were Laker colors. They were white, gold, and purple. And man, people went crazy when they saw me at school with them. Not to mention, I wore an all-white Kobe Bryant jersey. Little little known fact that I never had intentions on selling, but a, a close buddy of mine, and you know this guy, he got me. He said, look, I will buy that jersey off your back. And I said, I'll only sell it to you. Listen, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, okay? I'm only selling this to you because you're my friend. Now, when I sell this to you, I'm not playing games. You can't sell this to anybody else but me. He said, all right, cool. Because I said, I'm probably, I'll, I'll sell this to you. I'll let you wear it. But in probably about two or three years, I'm probably going to come back to you and be like, yo, I want that jersey back. He said, all right, cool. No problem. No problem. Man, this guy wore it one time and then somebody offered him money for the jersey and he sold it. I was like, dude, and I got a hookup on that jersey. You know what I'm saying? I got a hookup on that jersey. It was an authentic, all-white, uh, gold and purple, Kobe Bryant jersey, number eight. And so I wore the white jersey with the Diodors, and uh, people went crazy. You know, um, 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, but the thing about Foot Locker is, I, I think I think it has an opportunity to grow. Uh, let's see what the analysts say on Foot Locker. I know we analyze this like every day. The analysts are like, man, stay away from this shit. Don't even waste your time. Um, there, there's like probably two, three analysts uh, that are saying, just hold on. Uh, let's just give it a chance. So I would probably like to get Foot Locker once it drops below $25 and hold on to it for a year. That's the type of trading that I like to do. That's the type of trading that I do. This whole buying stocks, day trading, mumbo jumbo, uh, all this chaos and madness, that's not the type of trading I do. Um, uh, but for the sake of content and also education, because most people think when you when you trade in the market, we're gonna have to do something soon about this JetBlue. It's it's I'm, I'm gonna figure out uh, uh, what approach we're gonna take with it because uh, it is it is it is it's it's falling. Uh, this would be a great time to be able to uh, get a put. Uh, if I could have, I should have got the put this morning. I'm not sure if it will allow me to uh, sell a uh, a call. Um, that's what I need to be doing is figuring out how to sell a call and start collecting on the premiums. Uh, because I don't know how to do that shit, but, uh, I hear people talk about it all the time. It's kind of like when you don't know how to cook your mom's dish, but you know, she talks about it all the time. You can kind of figure it out. Um, so we got to figure this shit out because it, 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 it's, it's, it's not playing. It's, it's dropping just cause it's not going to make a profit. You know, uh, but yeah, we'll figure this all out. So I've been talking for about 23 minutes. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this because normally I would just put a song on right now and it would be like, all right, just let that coast and we'll figure it out. But honey, that shit, I don't think I got to do that anymore because it's going to be like, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for so much. And it's going to be like, what? what was that? Um, so the past hundred episodes, when I remove all the music, that's what it's going to sound like now. And people are going to be like, why in the world was he doing that? I don't get it. Um, it's only because there was music there. But because I'm trying to distribute and because I'm trying to bring in some coins, I can't have third-party music. So let's try to think of some strategies on how to approach a descending uh, uh, holding that you have in your portfolio and not take the approach of trying to uh, if it's necessary, cause I'm getting to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm about to get rid of uh, a portion of this. If it's necessary, I get it. But if it's not necessary, how can we avoid being like the typical retail investor? Uh, and how can we, so the other idea would be to purchase more shares, right? It would be like, okay, well the other idea, well, why don't you just purchase more shares? Um, now again, this is all simulated, but if you have a real account, um, you may not have any more funds in there. You may have no other choice, but to start selling, but you know, for the mere fact that this is simulated, we may be able to purchase more shares and see how that works out. Now, is it necessary to do it today? Maybe not. Is it necessary to do it right now? Maybe not. Uh, again, it's only approximately about 11, 12 AM Eastern standard time. Um, it may be possible just to, uh, let it sit for a couple of days. And when, uh, you know, everything cools down, we may start seeing some sharks taking some nibbles, 
because, uh, I mean, JetBlue, let's look at some of their fundamentals real quick before we head out. Man, the analysts do not like JetBlue right now. Uh, gosh. Uh, let's, let's look at some of the fundamentals. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of their numbers are not too good. Uh, let me look at their revenue. Their revenue is not the worst. Let me, I got to use different platforms sometimes. Some platforms, I'm just like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Uh, JetBlue, JetBlue. Yeah, some of their numbers don't look too good. And this, this is, I was charting yesterday, but what did I miss out? I kind of missed out on some of the fundamentals. Um, so let's go to um, income, net income. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of their numbers haven't been looking too good anyways. Uh, so on that note, even with the fundamentals, that was just net income. I didn't even look. Let's look at their operating expenses. Uh, let me see. Uh, operating expenses are pretty consistent. Uh, but the income and revenue, let me see. Revenue, like the money they're bringing in. The revenue is not bad. The revenue is pretty regular. Uh, total revenue is like flat. It's pretty flat around, what is this, in millions? It's pretty flat around, if I'm correct, um, two million. No, was that, is that two million? Let me see. Uh, I get kind of confused sometimes with these commas. Uh, is it, is that billions or millions? Um, I got, I got to figure that out. Uh, when they say uh, displayed in millions, uh, I think that's. Let me check something real quick. Okay, yeah, um, real quick. I'll, I'll let you read what I'm what I'm reading. The number seventy four thousand dollars on a financial statement expressed in millions is seventy four billion dollars, or seventy four billion dollars. For future reference, remember. Financial statements expressed in millions equals multiply by one million. Financial statements express in thousands equals multiply by 1,000. Okay, so in that case, uh, JetBlue's, um, here, let me, I just want to do it real quick on my calculator, times 1 million. Oh, yeah, figured it out. Okay, cool. Uh, so they've been making approximately $2 billion a quarter, $2.4 billion a quarter. That's steady. Uh, the operating expenses... Uh, it's pretty steady. It's at about two point five billion. Uh, the income, income is what's crazy. It's so up and down. You know, you can't, you can't, you know. Uh, and what I mean, up and down. So quarter two of twenty twenty two uh was uh down approximately about uh, operating income. Uh, 113 million. Then quarter three up 100 and approximately 140 million. Then quarter four, 2022, down approximately not not down approximately up approximately 43 million. And then um um uh, quarter one of 2023 down approximately about 242 million. 
You know, so that fluctuates pretty often. So some of these numbers don't look very uh, attractive. And I didn't do the fundamental analysis as much as I should have with JetBlue. Uh, the net income is so up and down. This, like, So we learned something substantial with even charting. And, and you we, you probably could have said, Chan, I don't even got to be a trader, and I know that shit. Uh, but we're all learning. We're all learning. I'm learning, too. And that's why I'm putting myself out there uh, in order for us to be able to learn together. So if you have your laptop or your phone, maybe you could just pull up some of these charts with me and take a look at what I'm looking at. And when you hear me say that, oh, shit, that's an inverted head and shoulders, or that's a head and shoulders, oh, damn, I read that wrong. That's actually a double top. I thought it was a head and shoulders. I read that incorrectly. Uh, you can kind of see what I'm looking at, especially when I'm saying I'm using a three-year chart or the one-year chart. Now, as soon as these advertisers come in, hopefully I'll be able to get uh, the camera and everything. And also, I want to also work on getting a cybersecurity person to say, can you help me out and make sure that I don't do anything stupid uh, to where somebody sees my information and decides that they want to try to hack my account and, and take everything I got. That will really set me back. Um so yeah, we're gonna work on that. We're gonna figure this all out. We're gonna tr we're gonna figure out how to approach this uh, as a day trader as well. Um, now, as a day trader, one thing I also discuss is there's nothing wrong with holding on for um, a week or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, this uh, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but we're gonna figure it out. So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, I have no idea what's going on in the markets, to be honest. I think it's probably mixed or whatnot. I saw this morning the, the futures didn't look too amazing. More than made up for that difference. So our overall business transient. Uh, Marriott CFO on international growth. Higher than they were in 2019. Lenny, thank you for, uh, for being here. Yeah, nice to see you both. Nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we missed out on that. That was Marriott. I'll go ahead and jot that down. I think their ticker symbol was M. Um, let's say they're doing a real quick flash. But its third quarter outlook came in below expectations, seen as conservative when Nor compared to its Sorry. direct competitor, Royal Caribbean, which posted a this is Norwegian cruise. revised its full year outlook above Wall Street estimates last week. Now, Norwegian says going forward, it expects occupancy to be 200 basis points lower than 2019 levels as the cruise operator shifts to longer, more immersive itineraries. It's seen as a way to double down on the higher end customer and the older demographic. Still, analysts at Stiefel are recommending clients to use today's weakness as a buying opportunity, pointing to upbeat booking commentary from the company, progress made on cost cutting and customer deposits, which are running at record levels. And also worth noting, while hotels and airfares are falling, pricing power remains strong in the cruise industry. Norwegian saying onboard revenue generation is the best real-time indicator of how consumers are feeling, and it continues to perform exceptionally well. Guys? It, that, that's kind of the stuff I'm talking about. Like, I'm, I'm being serious. I, I wasn't watching the news last night. Like, and what are they talking about? Talking about uh, travel. I don't know if it, I don't know if travel is considered hospitality. But, you know, they know what people are thinking. They also know what they're pushing. Uh, so that's just crazy. We were just talking about JetBlue, and they, they're bringing up the cruise lines. They're saying, look, we know the airlines are taking a hit. Uh, however... Cruise lines are still popping. And then they even had the CFO. I, 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 I missed her name. Um, 
from uh, Marriott talking about their international growth. So there's something going on with hospitality and travel and all that. So we'll just have to figure that out. When it comes to hospitality and travel, uh, you don't want to forget about, and I know, I, know you, I know you haven't, but don't forget about the AMCs. Don't forget about the, um, the Ubers. Um, we'll, we'll figure out a few names. Today, we'll take a look at hospitality and travel. That's what we'll take a look at because that seems to be the topic of discussion. Uh, people, um, uh, I'm trying to think, people, what are people doing right now? Is that, that's what we have to think about. Are people slowing down on their travels or are people just traveling domestically? Maybe they're just, maybe they're just like, why am I getting four plane tickets? We could just get one rental car. Uh, let's take a look at that too. Rental cars, um, enterprise and whatnot. Uh, rental car companies. Okay. So maybe people earlier on were traveling. They ran their credit cards up. Um, they had a great time. They're slowing down right now around August. Uh, they're not being able to travel, but we got, we got to think about something real quick. We have a, we have a few more weeks before school starts up, you know, and what, what do parents want to do for that last week or two for their children, uh, so that they can enjoy their, their, uh, the, the last little hoorah in their summer. They want to take them on one last little trip. So, We'll figure out this travel and hospitality may be a great opportunity for an options trade. We'll take a look. We'll figure this all out. Um, but right now, it appears, I'm trying to think, what are we missing? The cruise lines. There, there was recently a cruise line where they had to evacuate like 50% of the, the, the uh, people on the cruise lines. So people possibly say, you know what, let's take a break on the cruise lines real quick. If it's not COVID, it's possibly <laughs> something else. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll just try to figure out what are people thinking. Uh, July, they probably did a lot of traveling. August, early August, people are starting to settle into their work again. Um, uh, kids are starting to uh, uh, get out of their summer camps, um, you know, or or maybe they're in summer camp for just a you know just one more session, just another two three week session. Um, but again, as I just stated, but again. Last week or two of August, uh, you know, when people are going to start going back to school around September and whatnot, or late August, people are probably going to say, hey, y'all just want to go hit, you know, Pennsylvania one more time. Uh, y'all want to just go hit California one more time. Or y'all want to go hit Florida one more time. Uh, so we, we and who are they going to probably fly with? Uh you know, or who are they probably going to use? They could possibly use Enterprise. Just let's just get a rental and just drive and just have one little more hoorah. It may not be that international trip, you know, but it may just be that quick domestic, you know. Let's just let's just get a rental, uh, a, a suburban, and we're just going to drive down to North Carolina. Or we're just going to drive down to Florida, or we're going to drive to, uh, uh, you know, California or whatever. So we're going to figure this out. I think it's hospitality. Let's not forget about the AMCs. Um, when you get to your location, your destination, where you're just going to have a quick family trip, what do you want to do? You probably want to hit the movie theater. You probably want to hit the bowling alleys. So travel and hospitality. I think, I think these are some quick, these are probably some quick day trades that may be able to come up probably for the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, so we'll figure that out. 
Also, one thing that's been on my mind I haven't got to is utilities. I'm thinking, all right, so people possibly ran up credit cards. Interest rates are high. People are renting. But even when people renting, so we got the people like Camden. I can't remember the other companies, Elm or whatever. The rental, the the multi-unit rental properties that are probably going to be going up as well, considering people are probably going to be holding off up until... um, um, uh, interest rates kind of get figured out. Uh, so rental properties, REITs are probably going to be doing well, but what are people going to be paying for the utilities? Utilities are not, should not have any issues. I could be wrong about this. You'll put your utilities on your credit card. If you could, you don't want your lights and everything going out. Um, you know, this isn't the nineties. People are like, man, I don't want to be like my fam in the nineties, man. We were putting the, the, the bills in the baby's name, you know, I'm not saying I ever did that, but I knew people who were doing that. And I say, you know, there's no problem with doing that at all. As long as you pay the bill on time, your kid's going to have an 800 credit score by the time they're 18, you know, or they're going to have a zero credit score. You know, it depends. I don't know. Or 400, whatever. Uh, so utilities. Um, now, if people are renting more than they're buying, what is that going to be doing to the banking industry? Because people are not going to be going to the banks. Now, they may be getting their credit score ran, um, you know, but, you know, what's that doing for the banks? Now, the rental companies will be able to get money and they may be able to go to the bank um, and deposit money. But are they taking out loans to purchase more rental properties? You know, uh, what's going on there? So banks may be take and maybe a little bearish on banks right now. Considering I really truly think, unless in September, not a pause. I don't think a pause. Um, you know, uh, it can't be a pause. It has, it has to be, I don't know what they would call it, a pivot. I, I don't know. Uh, that doesn't even make sense to me because when, when I pivot, if, if I think about me pivoting, I'm going around in a circle. It's, so that's kind of a scam. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that what they'll do is they'll go down and then turn back around and come back. Because let me think, if I'm pivoting, I'm trying to get around you to go right where I was trying to go in the first place. So they can't pivot. They have to They have to just turn around and go back the other way. And now this one may sound stupid. Or they have to give out a stimmy and a substantial stimmy. Go ahead, raise your interest rates. Go ahead. I went to the gas pump today. Gas was like three seventy five. I said I thought it was coming back down. It was like, nah, we're going back up. You know, um, I said, all right, all right, if that's how we're rolling. Uh, so consumer prices are still increasing a little bit. Uh, I have noticed on other on certain products, I've noticed the price has either flattened or maybe it came down just a little bit. Uh, it seems like the lower brands are either staying the same or coming down a little bit. And the top brands are the ones that are starting to increase. Uh, the brands that I like, you know, they seem that they're kind of the, uh, increasing a little bit. Um, so consumer prices increase, interest rates increase. Well, there's, on, there's, only one way we, there's only one way we can go about this, you know, because we also got to remember, uh, I could be wrong about this. This is, uh, this is a fake stat that I'm just making up. 80 to 90% of American people are not paying attention to their finances. And when I say that, I don't mean what you think. I 
I do think 80, 90% of people are budgeting. You know, they have, you know, they have their budget. This is how much we make. This is how much we spend, you know what I'm saying? And this is how much we're going to put towards savings. And, uh, this is how much we're going to spend on entertainment and all that. And that's fantastic. But I would say 80, 90% of people are not paying attention to consumer price, inflation, interest rates, um, uh, with the dilution of the dollar, uh, possible opportunities to take the money that's in the savings account and purchase assets to, 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 um, to offset the dilution of the dollar, uh, with the opportunity to sell those assets to get USD back when the US dollar becomes more stronger. Um, so I don't think 80, 90% of people are paying attention to that. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. But people may be like, no, we hip. We hip. We hip to all that. You know what I'm saying? You, Chan, you ain't saying nothing new under the sun that ain't been said before. Okay. I got it. I got it. I just love it. I just love this shit. Okay? Just like, uh, what's his name? Currency the Hotspitter. Just enjoy this shit. I'm just enjoying this shit. All right? Jet life. Um, So, um. yeah. Yeah. I, can't, I, I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, we're just going to go ahead. I'll probably get ready to, uh, oh yeah, we're just, I was just thinking about certain things to think about. So possibly it's very possible banks may be having possibly, unless they turn around and bring that interest rate down substantially, they bring that interest rate down. We're going to see a bunch of people with money that where that money come from. I thought you said you was broke. Oh yeah, I was broke. But uh, matter of fact, I'm about to buy me a new house because they're sitting on the cash. They're sitting on the money. They don't want to spend it until those interest rates come down. That's when we'll see people start purchasing houses. People start purchasing new cars. People uh, uh, getting new credit cards. But I don't know. I don't see that shit happening. I don't see the banks. I don't see the banks going back. I don't see Jerome Powell bringing it back. Uh, Janet Yellen, I don't know what she does with the economy so much. I get, I've done research on her before, and I'll do it again. Uh, I don't see how she's going to help so much. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I know she helps out a lot. Um, um, I, I'm not sure how much she helps out with. I know she helps out with the economy. I know she was in China talking about different things. Uh, she said the meeting went well. Uh, I forgot who she met with. I think she met with the president. Not she. It was another guy. Uh, but just more so, if the banks don't go back and consumer prices don't come down, the there's only we, we got to get that stimmy out there. We get that stimmy out there, and I'm talking about something substantial. You know what I'm saying? And I understand we already paying enough in taxes. Last year when we paid taxes, we didn't get the return that we were expecting, and it was because we received that stimmy. But with that stimmy, what that can do is that can put people in positions to say, you know what, we have the down payment for a house. We have the the money to pay off a bill so that we can get our credit score to go back up so that we can be in a place to get a home or purchase whatever we want, you know, to purchase whatever we want. But that will get us in place. The only other option is to go ahead, uh, tell the banks, bring it back, bring it back, bring bring that shit back, because even my me. I'm in a position where I'm waiting for that that shit to see if it's going to drop or not. If that shit drops, then I can go ahead, sell my home, get into another home, not have no bill that's outrageous. You know what I'm saying? Or on the other end, I may try to keep trying to fight just to stay in my home. You know, so there's different ways that you can play the game 
and that you try to move around and, um, you know, that you got to maneuver. So we're just trying to figure this all out. Uh, so yeah, I think travel hospitality is a big topic. Uh, in that case, I think that hospitality and travel, um, will also somehow be correlated to rental properties and utilities. I don't think people, uh, from the upcoming year, you know, are going to be looking at after their travels, they're not going to be looking at buying any houses. They're going to be like, you know, what, interest rates are high right now. Uh, we'll just get a rental property, but they're going to pay their utilities. And then also with people not going into, uh, uh, banks to purchase homes, uh, I think rental car companies and Ubers and whatnot, that's going to be hospitality and travel a little bit will be more, uh, used often. I'm going to have to retrain my, I'm going to have to go all over, over this all again in my brain when we get back. Uh, and then also we may see a decrease in banks, uh, because people are not going to be going there. People's credit cards are already ran up. Uh, people are behind on their bills. They don't even want to talk to the bank. Uh, people are not going to be getting houses until that, until that, those interest rates come back. So I think that's also going to make bank. I'm a little bearish on banks right now. I could be incorrect about everything I'm saying. As you realize, I was way off with this jet blue thing. This is how it happens. Let's see. Let's see if we can take one more look at JetBlue. Let's see what it do. JetBlue. Uh, oh, it's taking it easy. It's easy. Oh, oh, me baby. I'm still a child. Uh, it's 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 slowing down. It seems like it's slowing down around seven dollars and five cents. It's approximately eleven thirty four a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Slowing down, and it looks like it's doing a little bit of a reversal. I'm just gonna chill. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy anymore. I'm not gonna. We we can take a look at possible options, selling uh, a call or you know or something. I'm gonna leave it alone right now. Uh, but it could be a possible good opportunity to purchase more shares lower, uh, or um, possibly sell uh, a call uh, with the intentions of possibly getting uh, a lower strike price. And at the call. Uh, is exercised, I believe, against, or if I'm assigned, then I can get that call for a lower price. I got to figure all this stuff out. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. So we'll take a break, uh, get some lunch. Everybody relax, chill, have a great day. Um, realize that you're blessed and that you're beautiful. And if nobody told you that today, just remember it. You are blessed. You are beautiful. You are smart. You're kind. You're important. Don't forget none of that shit. Because if you do forget it, then you're going to hop into um, the what I would call the commuter, uh, the commuter brain, where essentially all you do is drive your car. Here, I'm here at work. Hey, Tim. Hey, Jeff. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Do your job. What's for lunch? Oh, you're getting kava? I love kava. All right, let's go get kava. Oop, back to work. Work, 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 work. All right, got to get ready to go. All right, what's today? Soccer practice for little Timmy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love that life. I enjoyed it. The thing is, sometimes, in my personal opinion, the brain doesn't turn on to things such as consumer price index, such as inflation, such as... um what's kind of going on what's what's kind of going on in the world what's kind of going on outside my job what's kind of going on even with me personally you know uh now this is for my entrepreneurs sometimes you're an entrepreneur working in nine to five and you're kind of like yo this, i i just don't fit here 
You know, you don't know why, you know, and you feel like you're not beautiful or you feel like you're not smart or you or you feel like there's 20 percent of yourself that's just not being used or whatever. And sometimes it's good. to You know, when you get stuck in that commuter brain, you're just you're just like, you know what? I'm getting a check. My wife is, you know, loving me. We're loving each other. You know, the kids are happy. We've got one of the kids in a private school. We're good. Right. Well, it's very possible that, you know. Someone just lets you know that you're so important and that you're so kind and everything that you may take the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to try to do a little bit of entrepreneurship. Not saying quit the job, not saying that, but possibly breaking that that commuter brain a little bit. For me, it was when COVID hit. That's when my commuter brain broke. That shit broke, but I didn't listen to it when during COVID. I went harder with my job. I was like, okay. This is a perfect opportunity for me to uh, try to get a, a, a business or something or start, you know, something. I was like, forget about that stuff. Stay focused. Get through this time during COVID and everything's going to be A-OK. So I ended up staying on my computer longer, 10, 12 hours, who knows, all day, trying to prove to my Caucasian bosses, I'm sorry to say that, that's unnecessary, that I'm worth it. Hey, little engine that could is worth it. They didn't give a flying. They didn't give two rat poops. They didn't give single rat poop. They said, great. And we just want to let you know, you're terminated. Yeah, fuck you. You know, so uh, now, now there's nothing again. Last thing. There's nothing wrong. I, I, I don't want people to think Chandler, Chandman thinks that everybody or, or that I think that everybody should be an entrepreneur or whatever. No, no, hell no. Um, more so that, uh, I guess, awareness, just kind of like you kind of know where you're at, kind of know what you're doing. You know, that's more so what I'm just trying to say. Uh, you you, you want to uh, work your nine to five. I knew, I knew entrepreneurs that went back to work and it made them happier. I was like, yo, you had your own business. They had a cleaning service. They cleaned carpets for corp, uh, corporations or whatever. And they're like, you know what? It was fun and all. Love it. Matter of fact, uh, I think they said they had a, a mom or somebody who kept it going. Um, but they're like, yo, I just wanted to I just want to get back to a nine to five, man. Nine to fives. You know where you're supposed to be. You get your 401k, get your paycheck. And it just it's people don't realize that this is what we're talking about. That when you got a business. You still work for people. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Businesses are still like, hey, what time are you coming in? 3 a.m. to clean the carpets, right? And you're like, yep, be there at 3 a.m. It's like you think that you're independent or you're on your own. It's like, no, you work for motherfuckers even harder, you know, or you're going to mess up your business. So some people are just like, yo, I just want to get back to a nine to five. But as long as we understand that, um, you know, things like, okay, when I work this nine to five, I get my paycheck. There's inflation. You know, I need to be putting a little bit of my paycheck away from myself. Uh, consumer prices are a little higher. My dollar is a little bit more diluted. I should be taking my assets. Everything I stated earlier, uh, I should be taking my assets. I mean, my dollars and possibly purchasing a little bit of assets. Perfect. I For a moment, I was going to work my nine to five. I ain't joking. 10, 15 years. That was my goal. I got I got four years in. You know, my goal, I was like, man, I'm going to work this for about 10, 15 years, and then maybe I'll try something else. But I'm good right here. Man makes playing, God laughs. Uh, so, um, again, 
take a quick break. Uh, I know I can come off a little bit preachy or teachy. That's not my intentions at all. I, I gotta, I'm trying to run a podcast here as what I prefer to call conversation. Um, uh, so I, I have to kind of talk and communicate, but I definitely don't want to come off preachy or teachy because I'm not in any position. A uh, man with no sin cast the first stone. Uh, if I cast the first stone, I'd, I'd throw it at my own head. I'd throw it in the air and just stand there and wait for it to come down. Uh, I'm not in any position to be like, hey, I'm the man. Uh, please listen to me. Uh, not at all. All I want to do is kick it with my peoples. Um, uh, you know, have a couple. Like I told you, pull out, you know, if you got some drinks, you know, kick it, you know, pour yourself a drink uh, and just kick it. We just sit here and talk about business and finance. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by, take some time out of their wonderful day to come kick it at my house. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man. This is House of Barf.